0: the Biltmore Estate, the Blue Ridge Parkway, and more in Asheville, North Carolina. This is RV Miles. RV Miles is sponsored by LL Bean, dedicated to helping you experience all the benefits of time outside and stay more comfortable while you're out there. From soft and breathable activewear designed to do it all, to just right layers perfect for changing weather, to sun-smart clothing that blocks the sun's harmful rays, every LL Bean product is made with comfortable time outside in mind. Visit llbean.com to shop now. LL Bean, be an outsider. Welcome to episode 193 of RV Miles. I'm Jason.
1: And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, are crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more.
0: We're coming to you from South Carolina, a new-to-us
1: state. We got to mark it off on the map.
0: We have a scratch-off map. A lot of people have the sticker maps that go on the outside of your rig. We have uh, on our fridge a scratch-off map, which is it's cool, but it also gets accidentally scratched quite often. But- we've,
1: somehow we've managed to go halfway to Alaska.
0: <laughs> but it's nice to scratch off a new state.
1: Well, and it's perfect, too. This map just fits exactly on an RV-sized refrigerator. And then that way, it's just always there reminding us how we've yet to go anywhere in the Northeast.
0: We just left North Carolina, which is what most of this episode is going to be about. And we have sort of fallen in love with... North Carolina a little bit. But now we're in South Carolina and we're, we're at this campground and it's a it's a nice place.
1: Where are we? Jason? But it's very strange.
0: So we're in the towns of is it Orangeburg?
1: We're in Orangeburg in a campground called Sweetwater Lake and I feel like this is going to need to be a topic for next week because this campground is in a discussion just all on its own. Yeah. I mean, you can text someone who will come and meet you by a tree to tell you a story about sweetwater lake
0: there are donkeys (laughs) we are parked on grass
1: it has a feel of a harvest host
0: yes it's very nice it's very nice don't get me wrong it's but the the big thing is there's a sign as you come in that says out of state visitors only
1: there's so many unique things happening right now at this campground I'm, the donkeys, I think they were going off at 2 a.m., 5 a.m. <laughs> I felt like I had a newborn baby in the house again. <laughs> it was the first time they started getting rowdy, like <laughs> late night rowdiness. I, it woke me up, and I was so confused, Jason. I didn't know where I was, <laughs> I didn't know what was happening.
0: <laughs> so. We went and got groceries yesterday and went and got dinner and stuff. We went we, to the
1: Piggly Wiggly. As we pulled in. I think
0: Piggly Wiggly is originally from around I'm, here. Don't quote me on that.
1: I'm not sure. We haven't been to a Piggly Wiggly in a really long time, but that's always how... For me, personally, one of the things that makes me feel like I am in the South.
0: So while you were getting groceries, I went and got the truck washed across the street. (laughs) Yes. It
1: gave me enough time to buy that (laughs) bottle of wine I was not going to buy.
0: (laughs) And while I'm there, so I'm noticing like the instructions. And I look, I read the instructions on everything, even the car wash in every single mode, what it says to do with Now, this is the first time I've seen this. So this car wash said to when you when you soap the car to go bottom to top so a handheld spray wash i only use the this the you know do it yeah, yourself yeah. spray wash so it said to soap from bottom to top on your vehicle and then to rinse from top to bottom rinsing from top to bottom makes sense to me but i'm really curious if anyone out there understands why i should soap from bottom to top i would really like to understand the reasoning behind that
1: can I give you an idea sure. what I think just off the top of my head is that often the bottom part of the car is the dirtiest. That's, and that then could be. if you soak that first, yeah. it's soaking longer. It's giving it some more time to get the dirt off of the bottom that's of your good, automobile. That's a good
0: theory. I think that's the. That's I know. better than anything I've thought of. So Well... <laughs>
1: That's why I bought that <laughs> bottle of wine because I had a little bit more time to think about it. Uh,
0: all right. Well, I came across a cool story uh, yesterday in, in on Insider insider.com. I
1: thought you were about to say on Instagram and I was like oh you go to Instagram now for all your stories. (laughs) Oh,
0: it's about a woman (laughs) named Sarah Lemp who um, who's been renovating RVs since 2014 as just a way to make extra cash and she's doing really good with it right now and she's paid you know for like some of her kids college and for going to Disney World and stuff like that and all she's doing is buying all old RVs and fixing them up.
1: Hold up. I love how they're like, she is making so much money and she has been able to afford to go to Disney. (laughs) (laughs) She made $400,000 last year and could afford a four-day trip to Disney.
0: (laughs) She's renovated an Airstream and various other campers as well. But I was really thinking that like right now, you know, the used inventory out there, well, Uh let's put it this way. When you and I looked for, for RVs, when we bought this one almost right. two years ago now, the used inventory then was rough. Yeah. It, the stuff we were looking at and everybody, I, we hear people all the time say, don't buy new because of the depreciation Buy used. And we could not find a used bunkhouse that had been taken care of at all.
1: Well, also part of that problem was that the bunkhouse that we needed for three or more kids right. was not quite the yeah. popular model that it Yet. is yeah. now. So that was yeah. another barrier but we every had. But
0: used model that we looked at had stuff falling off the walls. Oh, it a, wasn't good. There are trade-offs. I mean, obviously, yes, there is a there is a, the quality control issue from manufacturers and new rigs will often have problems. But then the, you get the maintenance issue from yeah. owners of used rigs. But I was thinking like... Now would be a great time to renovate used rigs and make some money off of them because used values are so high. It's going to cost you more to get them in the first place, but if they're not in the greatest shape and you're fixing them up, this could be a good time to be flipping RVs.
1: Oh, I fear that one night you're going to come to me and be like, what have... On- <laughs> Let's Let's do do it. We're going to be like chipping Joanna in the <laughs> RV industry.
0: Uh, so uh, I'll, we'll link to everything we talk about in this episode, of course, as we always do in the show notes at RVMiles.com slash 193. Did I say this is episode 193? I think I missed sure. that. I don't this know. This episode 193, we're getting so close to 200, uh, We're getting
1: so close to four years. Yeah. Which I cannot wrap my head around that, Jason. And close to our fifth
0: year on the road. As a matter of fact, it, it is past five years since we bought the school bus.
1: Oh, it is. And we just let that slide we, right on we past. We bought the school bus
0: in January. Or, I'm sorry, February. In February five years ago.
1: Oh, wow. And
0: we hit the road officially September 1st. So September 1st will be our five-year no as they say
1: as they say <laughs> i feel like we missed an even bigger milestone and that was the day we bought bussy that I, was
0: i don't think we missed it i think we talked about it Did t- we? together not think, on the podcast or anything
1: i don't remember talking to you <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i we have a lot of conversations we work together we live together we parent together we watch falcon in the winter and soldier don't together any of them And I don't remember a majority of them.
0: All right. One more thing I wanted to talk about before we switch gears and head over to our Asheville, North Carolina segment. And, of course... Last week's brain teaser, which I know is all that anybody is really here for.
1: I'm here to clap my hands in excitement.
0: The Escapees RV Club. Uh, we haven't had a lot of interaction with Escapees. No, we've, we
1: know very little about Escapees. We've
0: just we've been FMCA members just because, and
1: uh, and then there was this pandemic. Escapees is a is
0: similar thing, but it's people that are members of it get a lot of value out it, and and I think it's probably a great thing to check out. Um, But Escapees now has a RVer job exchange on their website. So if you're looking for ways to make working from the road work, (gasps) you can go to Escapees and and look through their job exchange. And obviously it's new, so they need to, you know, populate it a bit. but finding ways to work from the road it is, you know, people always talk about, oh, this is what you could do. You could do X, Y, Z, but not like here are actually jobs you could apply for. Right. Right. So I think that's a really awesome thing.
1: I think that's really cool. And do you have to be an escapees member in order to access it? I would assume that's a yes. Now you're
0: asking questions that I don't know the answer to.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm only asking because (laughs) RV Miles might be hiring. And I'm just wondering if I could access this job board (laughs) to Uh, hire someone. I don't know the
0: answer, but I'll look it up. (laughs) And you can, too.
1: (laughs) I just caught you in an answer you don't know, and you literally reached for your glass of wine because that's how uncomfortable you are right now.
0: Let's take a break. And when we come back, (laughs) i will have the answer to last week's brain teaser and
1: a whole lot more. Now, that's a conversation I'm going to remember.
0: (laughs) We'll be right back. Electrical surge protection is one of the cheapest insurance policies you can provide for your RV. And the Power Watchdog Smart Surge Protector, made by Hughes Autoformers, beats the competition with field-replaceable surge modules. With other brands, when the surge protector takes a large surge or a spike, you have to throw it away. The Power Watchdog can be brought back to life with one small, affordable part you can replace yourself. It's the last surge protector you'll need to buy. Use the coupon code RVMILES, all one word, for 10% off your order at HughesAutoFormers.com. That's code RVMILES for 10% off at HughesAutoFormers.com. It is time for the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this. The more I work out, the weaker I get. I come in all sizes and colors and several shapes. Each of me has a name and a label. Be sure to get the right kind. I can be used for many complicated machines, yet am found in children's toys around the world. What am
1: I? Something we never have enough of here. Batteries. Yes.
0: <laughs> in our in our rig and as like for like little devices, AA batteries are, are rough around here.
1: Yes, and that is probably the one reason why I want a Costco <laughs> membership. Is for the
0: batteries. (laughs) That's all we need it for, really.
1: (laughs) Every time I go with my parents to Costco, I'm like, I will take this entire row of batteries, please. (laughs) Children need to keep their Xbox controllers (laughs) powered up.
0: All right. It is time uh, to talk about our visit to the Asheville area and specifically the Biltmore Estate, which is really our favorite thing uh, we've done in quite some time.
1: Yes. So this is a trip that I have been dreaming of making for probably three years now.
0: We tried to make it happen a couple of years ago and we just decided it was too far of a drive from the Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge area yeah. to go because we were going to go over just for the day yes. in the past. And you could do that. It's probably an hour drive.
1: You could. We looked at it and then I looked at the cost and... <laughs> You're
0: like, I need a whole day if I'm going to pay that much. Yes.
1: and <laughs> And also at that particular stage of life that just didn't make sense for us you know we could have done it but would it have been the responsible thing no No. so we waited and I am glad that we waited because it really did end up paying off for us you know like sometimes it's just better to wait for that right moment and this particular trip was the right moment for Biltmore and we did a
0: whole lot more in the Asheville area but let's start with talking about the first campground we stayed at we stayed at two campgrounds but let's start with the Asheville West KOA. And uh, this was this was an interesting campground. It was nice. Yeah. Um, it was expensive.
1: It was. Uh, you know, again, you're in Asheville, and it's a private campground, and it's a KOA. If you're a KOA member, you are going to get 10% off, but I think it was about $50 a night. Again, I ran into an issue. I guess that's not
0: terrible for Asheville.
1: No, it's not terrible. But once again, I ran into an issue where... I go to reserve something and I'm told this is the very last spot that we have. And yet, the whole time we're there, they are not full completely. And I'm not given the option for anything but the premier spot. I'm starting to wonder a little bit about that. Now, I'm not accusing anyone, especially this KOA. They were lovely, lovely they people. Were great.
0: They were great. And let's, and let's be honest, the, the campground was busy.
1: It was very, very busy. But I was looking for, I guess, do we even have off times anymore? But we were just looking for Sunday through Thursday.
0: Right. We didn't need the weekend. We
1: didn't need the weekend. So we did this spot. This is a really, this campground has a lot of promise. It's a really great layout. It's very very spread out. There's two sections to this campground. There's the one over by the main building and then there's this whole other section where we are. And it's not a short walk to the main building from where we are. And it's very hilly, but what Is tough and there's nothing that this campground can do about it is that it is backed up right against the highway. Now
0: that's a positive for some reasons you know to be able to just get off and, and go there.
1: Right and I said to you for me it was a positive in the sense that I wasn't necessarily at this campground for this campground I was here for Asheville I was here for Biltmore and because we were so close to the highway and we were so close to Asheville it made getting into the city and experiencing the city City, all the more easier but if that's not what you want to stay here for this is not your campground it's, just,
0: it's a little noisy that's you know that's it's really no- what it comes down yeah, to it's, it's a lot noisy
1: it's non-stop highway <laughs> it's non-stop even in the middle of the night because it's yeah. it's 40.
0: yeah it's i-40 uh at, right as you come over the the mountains and uh, on your way back down into Asheville. This, this is where this place is and it, it's nice they've got they've got trails which is something people would yes. every time we ask people in the Facebook group or wherever we ask people what are the some of the things that you would put into a campground people are always saying trails, trails. And they had trails and that was really cool
1: yeah, they had a playground they had a pool they had laundry I get the impression that this is a recently purchased new ownership situation going on there because there's a lot of improvements that are happening and they had that, you know, please pardon our dust kind of vibe going on. I also have to say, one of the nicest front desk, like check-in individuals I have ever encountered. The whole staff,
0: everybody I encountered there was fantastic. So
1: nice. So, so, so nice. And they had a scavenger hunt for the kids. They had welcome guests goodie bags for us they were giving recommendations on places to go that were both things you could do in asheville as well as outdoor recreations
0: they would they they let you uh we had to refill our propane and they did propane fills there i loved that and they just had you set your if you have one that you can remove and set out they just had you set it out in the morning and they came by and picked it up on the little golf cart and brought it back full and just charged it to your account.
1: It was so nice. I mean, that is such a luxury that you don't quite realize it's such a luxury until someone offers it to you. And then you think, I don't have to go search out propane. That's fantastic. And so they do do that in the morning as well as they pick up trash and a lot of KOAs do that as well. And they'll bring, you know, firewood and ice and stuff like that to your site. So it was, we had a great time there. The sites are small, everyone's together. It's a KOA. But for what we were there for, I would absolutely recommend it. Uh
0: so the big thing we did in the area was the Biltmore. And yes. It, so let's just talk about it. Oh, let's, let's talk let's about it. So the Biltmore estate is the largest house in America. And it is
1: our Downton Abbey. <laughs>
0: it is. It dates back to the Vanderbilt family. The B- Vanderbilts got into this competition with each other. The, like the the sons of I think George to Vanderbilt ha-
1: to have all that money and be like, I'm going to compete with you Th- they for were, the best house. They were
0: competing each other <laughs> t- with each other to build like the best and biggest yes. house, and most of them were built up in up in the New uh, York in in the New York in the New York area in, the, yes. in New England and. This one was sort of like a, a getaway for one of the sons, his mountain, his mountain his cabin,
1: mal- his mountain retreat.
0: And uh, it became the biggest house in America and became this huge, like, I mean, it basically became a town itself. And yes. because they had to build a railroad for it, they had to build a, a uh, a kiln to bake all the bricks, like well, all the stuff that went into building it the, built a town.
1: Absolutely. And it is incredibly fascinating. And I would encourage anyone, we actually did a See America podcast episode on the Biltmore not long after we got Sea America started, maybe season two or three Biltmore. of Biltmore. I'll link to it in the show notes at rvmiles.com slash one nine three. But it really goes into the history of Biltmore, what it took to build it. You know, it was a working farm. There were so many layers that went into this beautiful home. But I think for this discussion, what makes a lot of sense is kind of to talk about the ins and out as a tourist to build more. So one of the things we're going to say right off the bat is that it is pricey. Now, a lot of people say it's not worth it. Some people say it's it's absolutely worth it. I fall into the absolutely worth it category. Like we're talking category.
0: amusement park expensive. We're talking, well, I mean, what? It was $70 for an adult.
1: Yes. We're talking amusement park Maybe Six Flags. We're not talking Disney. Not, not There's, Disney, where it's
0: $110, yes. $20 a day.
1: So we should mention that the KOA we stayed at offered a discount. Their discount was for the audio tour package, which is still more expensive than just the regular admission. Regular admission is $64 an adult. If you want to add on the audio tour, I think that bumps it up to close to $80, With the KOA, it was 71.
0: And we did one audio tour for our family of five and quickly realized that was a mistake. Yes. Because two of our children wanted to hear everything. I got in so much trouble (laughs) for that. Um,
1: Now, another great thing, though, because now you're probably thinking, oh, my gosh, $80 a person. Okay, so that's for adults. Um, Children under the age of 10, 10 and under are free And then Jack and Ethan, who are 11 or who are 10 and 13, uh, were, I think, going to be like 40, 45. And then there was the discount for them as well. So Henry got in for free. Jason and I, I paid for the discounted. And then everyone else just bought general admission. I'm the only one that bought the audio tour because, as you mentioned, in the past, we've bought audio tours for everyone and they have been like, Boo, what is this? I am not interested in learning. So I thought, I don't need, I'm going to get it for myself, and I'm going to enjoy this audio tour, and I'm going to learn about all the old-timey stuff, and then they can all just move through at their own pace. People were so angry at me. Like, (laughs) Ethan and Henry were so mad. Well,
0: they had... To listen to everyone. So you would listen, yeah. then each oh one God. of them would it... listen, and it took us forever to get through the house because Y'all, of it. you
1: we, okay, so it's timed entries into Biltmore now. Yeah, so
0: let's let's step back and yeah, say that this like, I do think people, if, if you were going to spend that kind of money and just go tour the house and like this, you're just stopping there for yeah, a couple hours.
1: You need, you need to do more.
0: I would feel like I, I've wasted some money I and mean, the yes. house is amazing, but this is a day-long experience easily in several days if you had it.
1: Yeah so we started we packed a lunch and we started actually over by the farm and over by where the winery and their hotel is. We That's where we started our day. It's there's, called
0: Biltmore Village.
1: There's a great playground over there for the kids. You can see um, actual artists in the community you know demonstrating what they can do we were we watched someone making um brooms
0: Brooms, yeah yeah Uh, handmade brooms it was amazing. amazing like sewing them
1: Blacksmith, you know there's so you can watch all these things happen but the real like piece de resistance of this whole area is that you get a free wine tasting at the winery and so you you book your time And this is something we actually didn't know in advance. We didn't know we needed to book a time. And so I went to go figure it out. And I saw that we had to do it. And I could do it on my phone. And I grabbed a spot that was open five minutes before. Like, I took the noon spot. And I think I scheduled you for 12.15 or something. And we were going to go separate.
0: Yeah, we traded off the kids. So the kids could have went with us. They could have. It it
1: was 100%. But I thought... I'm not gonna have a good time I mean I would have a fine time but I would my time would be split I think any parent knows anytime you do something like that your time is split between the thing that you are doing and the the little people that you have with you you can't be a hundred percent anywhere and I felt like we should be 100% at this. Now,
0: just know that it is a wine tasting that is free, and you're probably not going to walk out of it without spending any money. I spent money. You're probably going to buy a bottle of wine. And <laughs> so, they really want you to join their wine yeah. club. But as, <laughs> as travelers, you probably yeah. won't.
1: So listen, if you're a full-timer <laughs> and you want to go to Biltmore, this is what you do. When Jason didn't do it and he had to listen to the whole I got, thing. I got,
0: a, I got a solid sales you pitch. You did.
1: <laughs> I told my friend, who was not Excellent bartender and actually hooked me up with one extra because um, you get five. I got six. Um, I, he was I, flirting with you. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's fine. But also, he was like old enough to be my dad. I think. Even more so. He <laughs> okay. was flirting with you. So, anywho, um, I just said, you know, he asked where I was from. And I said, well, we call Chicago home, but we're full timers. And the minute I said full timers, he looked at me and he goes, oh, well, I don't even need to tell you about this wine club that we it's, have because you can't. Where they send you, can't. you
0: like wine bottles quarterly yeah. type deal.
1: So everyone else, you know, that was in my party had to listen to the pitch. And I just sat over there with my extra glass of wine and I was like, mm, okay.
0: all the wine was very good. And then, so you, you do the tasting, and then there's a big, a, a big store that you can go through and buy any of the bottles mm-hmm. you tasted or anything else. But, and I
1: bought a bottle. I wanted to buy two bottles, but I thought, no, 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 I'll get one bottle and then Jason can get a bottle. He can pick one out. Jason didn't buy a bottle. And I got lost trying to, because right now because of COVID, they have everything just in one pattern. Like you come in one way, but you exit on another. And I exited to the back of the building, to the back of the village, took a long time to get back to the pavilion area. So Jason had to go just on in without me and he left the kids sitting out there waiting for me. And so I didn't get to say, I texted him, but I didn't get to say, like, buy a bottle. So when he comes out, I was like, where's your bottle? You're supposed to buy a bottle. I, I wish
0: I had, but I didn't. Anyway, uh, the the wine tasting is a cool thing to do because it's it's more than just the wine tasting. You actually get to sort of walk through the cellar on that the way in. That walk is cool. It's, a, it's beautiful. It's it's a neat thing. You this, said to
1: me that walk felt very Disney to you.
0: This it, it felt like the <laughs> the cue to the Pirates of the Caribbean. It ride.
1: Oh, it did. It totally did.
0: The, but this whole Biltmore Village area was, was very very neat. There are some trails around there. There's also a a Land Rover experience where you can pay two hundred and fifty dollars and but you then have a professional off-road driver like teach you off-road driving and you go through some trails on this estate. This
1: I'm surprised I didn't lose Jason to this that. This is a
0: 5000 acre estate. It is massive.
1: There's from, 22 miles of trails. From
0: the moment you enter, you go through this big archway when you drive in. It takes a half hour to get to anything. Yeah. So it, it, the whole thing takes time. It ta- It is it is definitely, like we said, a day-long experience easily. And when you buy tickets, you, you do want to buy them in advance because you'll need to make a reservation to enter the house. They'll give you a timed entry into the house, and that's just the time you show up at the house. You can still go to the, the whole estate at any time in the day. So our tickets were for the afternoon, but we came in in the morning, before lunchtime so we did this we had lunch at this farm area which is separate from the house Mm -hmm. and then you go up to the house when you go up to the house you park in some parking lots and they put you on a shuttle that takes you right to the house
1: and it's appropriately the shuttle looks like it belongs in the early 20th century there's a trolley and it's delightful and we had the most adorable trolley driver who I believe his name was Mike. He was very nice. He's very nice.
0: And they do have dog kennels at the parking lot, which Mm -hmm. are very nice and shaded and clean. And so you can't take dogs into the house, obviously, um, but you can put them in this kennel, but you can't take them in the farm area and stuff like that.
1: And I will say, because again, we are still living in the time of COVID and this, the Biltmore does an exceptional job with keeping things um, socially distanced, with keeping things clean. You know, they're limiting the amount of people that they're going to let in uh, every single day, as well as during your reserved time. So even though I don't like to say that this was such a great time to go, because I don't like to say that because we are living in this time of covid I do believe that we had a smaller crowd experience because of what the Biltmore is doing in order to keep things safe, in order to keep their doors open. and So even getting on the trolley and how all of that went down and then how everything happened going into the house, they were very, very clear. You may not take your mask off at any time when you are in the house. They were very clear about that, and I appreciated that. The trolleys
0: were every other seat. They they did, uh, you know, they had people stand six feet apart in line and all that. It was, it was great. And um, so when you arrive to to the house area, you could either if you arrive at your time, I guess you just go in the house. But if you don't, there's so much to do at the house area as well. There, it is like visiting a a large metropolis's botanical garden yes
1: and we had that vibe so many times because one of the things that we loved when we lived in chicago one of the ways that we would escape kind of like city life is we would all go to the chicago botanical garden as a family and we would spend the day there walking through the japanese garden and the rose garden and the english garden and it was so lovely and this felt like that it felt it felt like home a little bit i are, i longed a little bit for chicago there
0: are uh, you know lots of formal gardens that you can walk through there's a giant conservatory that's got that has got those fantastic train exhibits oh, that I they do at, at botanical gardens where everything is made out of organic materials like there's a biltmore estate inside <laughs> a miniature model made out of plants but then There are sort of larger, less formal gardens that you can Mm -hmm. walk longer trails through and stuff, and you can go to the big fishing pond and all kinds of stuff.
1: Absolutely. And so when it does come time for your tour and you enter in, I have to say that the audio tour is 100% worth it. Get an audio tour for every individual, though, but (laughs) the audio tour is worth it. And here's the thing. Um, I think that we probably... Took longer than most to go through the house because
0: everybody, because three people were listening to the audio guide. But I
1: would also, I would also say that I think even if I hadn't been sharing that audio tour with the kids that I personally probably would have traveled through that house slower than you guys would have.
0: It took I, us about two hours to do the whole house.
1: Yeah. Uh, yes.
0: And the average person I think they said takes somewhere between an hour and an hour and a half, right? Forty
1: five minutes, <laughs> I think, minutes or something then. like that. But the house itself, there's just there's so much to see. And you get into these rooms, and there were some rooms that just absolutely spoke to me, which the library was one of them. I mean, just I think there were 20,000 books. I think there were.
0: I think they said... Half of the Biltmore collection was in that room, which would have been 10,000. Okay,
1: like, so there's 20,000 20, total 000 in the collection. 10,000. Yeah. You know, um, just Mrs. Biltmore's room is, is so beautiful to see. It's the sort of rotunda like design in there. And then again, you have just these beautiful touches of a time period that is, is so long gone and yet still feels so very accessible. And it just, it's such a beautiful home and to think about, you know, my gosh, what it must have been like down in that kitchen. And also, you know, I'll say this to you and everyone says we should have done the, the private tour. They offer private tours where you get to kind of like go off the beaten path and you get to see secret passageways and all these other things. And maybe those do a better job. The one thing I felt that was lacking from this audio tour and from this general admission tour is a real acknowledgement of the people that made this house run those who lived downstairs yeah
0: yeah you you just got really the kitchen was what you got out of that That
1: right and very little to that you know and I I really felt like that was the thing that was missing because Biltmore did not just keep operating because Mr. and Mrs. Vanderbilt like lived there okay there were Dozens upon dozens of people, probably more, hundreds of people that made this house run every single day and, you know, worked their fingers to the bone. And I think that that was the one sort of thing that was missing. So that was the one thing I tried to interject a lot with the kids is that everything you see here was cleaned every single day by a staff.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the whole thing is really cool though, because, the, you know, it is rich opulence for sure. Oh, for sure. But, it was also something that really did sustain a community of people, and it was uh, it it was an attempt at a self sustaining estate. So they grew mo- most of what they ate at the uh, at the estate, and most of what they fed the animals and all that sort of stuff. And they built these cottage industries of like craftspeople. So the story is a little it's 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 a great story that is not. As full of rich excess as it would seem.
1: No, they they definitely invested in their community. They encouraged craftsmanship and they encouraged the arts and they really did develop Asheville. I mean, you know, that absolutely they had 100 percent investment in the community that they were living in. But my point being was that just that I think that audio tour left something to be desired on that level. Yeah. So, you know, the
0: the whole house tour did itself, not just the audio. Yeah, the the
1: whole house tour did. I mean, you can you know, if you don't do the audio tour, you can get a little brochure and it's got kind of like a breakdown of room to room. And, you know, it's it's very basic. You know, one thing, though, I want to say is so, you know, we did this. We did the house. um, And as we move out of that, you know, and we headed out for the day and I think we can transition now to we went into what is actually Biltmore Village, which is where those who worked in the house who kept the house running actually lived there was an entire village built for the staff and so now that's been kind of turned into a shopping mecca where there's about 27 different versions of talbots and <laughs> I, I, <laughs> jason and i have a running discussion on what is the difference between talbots and talbots, and talbots women is it woman or I women think it's woman is it ta- like singular talbots really woman. oh wow I Ooh, think. I don't know. I but don't what's, know, what's the, the difference?
0: difference? <laughs> but I do want to say one thing before. Okay. When before you, we. When you exit the Biltmore, this is a very important thing. Okay. When you exit Biltmore, first of all, it was great to do the house tour in the afternoon that like we did. Yes. And to be leaving at the end of the day after the house tours have ended and people were gone. But there are, you can leave two different directions. Oh, we got so lost. One <laughs> takes you back to the main entrance. No. But if you go the correct way. You actually get to drive through the gardens on yes, your way out. And that do. was really cool.
1: And that was really lovely. But you did have one part where you were like, are they just saying this is an exit to try to get me to come back over here and buy more we wine? We ended up at the
0: winery again. <laughs> I don't I know was, how.
1: I was like, I don't care. Let me out. Um, but so you do, we did exit. And we had a nice long drive through the park. And it was great to leave around the dinner hour because we did head over we to Biltmore. We had dinner. <laughs> and we enjoyed dinner over at probably, I would say, one of the best Mexican restaurants I have so ever been really to.
0: Really good Mexican restaurant.
1: You know, I mean, call me shocked that I'm saying this about Asheville, North Carolina. We went to the cantina at Biltmore Village. And... Jason wouldn't order the skinny margaritas. We had to get the regular. And... Of course,
0: I only had one glass and Abby had all the rest of the pitcher. So there... <laughs> I had to drive. You did. And I,
1: I planned it perfectly. So we went to this restaurant. They have an outdoor option. They've got their indoor option. They were doing a really great job with social distancing. And what I have to say is that this was just some of the best food and some of the best margaritas I have ever had. And we ordered a pitcher because we had a great day at Biltmore. But we also had challenges at Biltmore because we were at Biltmore all day long well, being and, parents. You know,
0: it's taking kids through a...
1: Actually, why am I they, justifying we bought a pitcher? We bought a pitcher of margaritas. They did, we don't even need to have the, a reason.
0: The kids, act, the kids actually did really enjoy did themselves great. At, at Biltmore. And it, it does seem like something that kids would hate but they did have a really good time.
1: They had a good time, and we ordered a pitcher of margaritas to celebrate that. That's
0: not to say they weren't difficult.
1: Well, and maybe we were difficult too.
0: Can I make a proposition to you?
1: No. (laughs)
0: <laughs> do you remember before we recorded this episode when i was like maybe we should make this two episodes
1: yes we're gonna need to make we, this. well two we've episodes. talked about Biltmore
0: for a half hour now i feel like we got to come back next week
1: are we even still recording
0: next week we can come back and do blue ridge parkway and we can do okay. the north carolina arboretum All right,
1: Jason, you and the other right.
0: campground that we stayed at
1: is this even still recording <laughs> it's still
0: recording okay but it does stop at 29 minutes and Yes. in 59 okay. seconds
1: that's fine you were right you don't know i don't i don't i don't I, I need i
0: don't i don't need you a do pat need on the it. back it's all right
1: i will i <laughs> can i talk about my margaritas now yes <laughs> okay so we had some of the best margaritas we have ever had also order these two sides if you do nothing else there these two sides the plantains and the coconut rice unbelievable
0: a lot of mexican restaurants have A lot of the same dishes. This place had some really unique and interesting things. And it was a
1: whole lot I didn't have a lick of meat on my entire plate. I did the vegetarian enchiladas. Unbelievable. It was so good. The whole whole thing. I tried to get Jason to go back. Like I wanted to go back the next night and he wouldn't do it.
0: So that's our visit to the Biltmore (laughs) Estate. And we're going to talk about the rest of it next week. We're going to take a break. (laughs) When we come back, we're going to have our Fresh Tank Black Tank segment. And the new Brain Teaser. Be right back. Be right back. As an RVer, you know how important it is to have a quality RV roadside assistance company on your side, like CoachNet. Imagine driving down a major highway and you hear an explosion. Immediately, panic sets in as you realize you just had a high-speed tire blowout. Your nerves are shot, you're stressed, you're scared, and you're stranded. When you have CoachNet, the first thing they ask when you call is, are you in a safe location? They show a level of care that immediately puts you at ease. They send out a tow truck suited for your RV and tow you to a repair shop where you can catch your breath and finally relax. CoachNet has over 30 years of RV industry expertise, and their mission is to ensure that you enjoy a carefree RVing experience by getting you back on the road to make memories with your family and friends. For more information about CoachNet memberships, visit welcome.coachnet.com slash RV Miles it's time to check the level of our tanks but before we do we have an important message
1: we have an important message that got left from the a block (laughs) and that is that starting monday april 26th we are doing an entire week of membership giveaways over on the rv miles instagram page we have partnered with fmca Boondockers Welcome and Togo RV Plus to give away one membership to each one of those places. So three people total have a chance this coming week to win a membership. So if you are not following RV Miles over on Instagram, what are you waiting for? Now is the perfect time. Just go to instagram.com slash RV Miles and make sure to follow us because this coming week I am making good on my promise. It's the month of giveaways and month, plural, April and May
0: now. <laughs> we've already given out a, a, a dish. A dish packard. outdoors. We've, we've given out a national, we're about to give out a National yes. Parks Pass. so if, if,
1: if you listen to this on the day that RV Miles, this podcast episode 193 comes Sunday. out on Sunday. That's the last day. That's the last day to enter to win an annual pass the America the Beautiful annual pass, which gets you free entry into any fee collecting national park site. I will put that also in the show notes, rvmiles.com 193. So if you're listening to this on Sunday and you want to get in on that, you have till 1159 and 59 seconds Pacific. To enter, and then we'll contact somebody on Monday. You April gonna be 26th. up till that
0: time in Pacific, or we got it that? No, baby, is it automated. I, it's automated.
1: Baby, I got it taken care of. Don't <laughs> worry about it. <laughs>
0: All right, Abby. What's in your black tank this week?
1: So my black tank is very personal, and that's because you and I disagree on something, and that is kidney beans in <sighs> chili. Well,
0: you haven't tried it yet.
1: Nope. I mean you have nope. in the
0: past, but nope. today we are making chili today. There's chili in the instant pot.
1: In fact, it beeped while right, we were right, doing this. Right over by us. Yes.
0: While, we're, we while we're... And it has... Because we had some kidney beans, it has kidney beans in it. And Abby usually likes when I put great northern beans in the chili.
1: First off... Wh- okay. They're called kidney beans. <laughs> That's just the shape. Because they're shaped like your kidney. The
0: best... Listen, I, I, uh-uh, I don't have high not hopes. Not here for it. I don't have high hopes for these kidney beans. It's not a bean... Heavy chili. But I will say. That's how I like it. What I do like to put in chili, though, is the kidney beans that are canned in spices and chili powder that. Is good Mm-mm.
1: the only thing that's saving this chili tonight for me is that i have a bag of fritos some sour cream and some shredded cheddar cheese we were also a little short on the chili powder
0: so I, we'll go to see how this goes
1: listen this is a hodgepodge of chili tonight but i'm just i'm black tanking kidney beans i apologize to before anyone no i've <laughs> eaten them before i don't need to keep all eating right. them but all right there you go
0: what's in your fresh tank
1: so my Fresh Tank is RV related. Let's get back to the topic. And you don't th- say. I don't say. I know that that's odd to have Abby with a Fresh Tank that's RV related. But Spot Tonight, which we've actually had on the podcast a few episodes back.
0: Yeah, Terry Terry from Spot Tonight yeah, came ab- Terry Broussard.
1: And it seems like a really cool app. Well, they have finally released their Android version, which is something that someone's been asking us about a lot lately. So, so- this is an
0: app that you can find... Find last minute and you can check the podcast interview we did with them but it, you can find last minute campsites and they're very very new so they they yeah. don't have a lot of campgrounds in the system but this is this is an app to get in support because it is something that we all have wanted if you're if you've been RVing for any amount of time a, an app you can pull up to find near you sites that are available right now and book them right there without like calling phone numbers without going through campendium and searching all the different sites and all this this if if they're able to build it to get the market saturation that they need to will be awesome but we all have to support them to make that happen
1: absolutely so now you know apple users iphone users android users you both can go you can download this app and again as we have continued to talk about how difficult it is to find cam crowns nowadays how great is it to have an app that can show us those last minute spots that the days of booking a last minute spot don't have to be over
0: i think most of the ones that they have available right now are in the south and it's free And you can, you don't, you don't pay anything to look up campgrounds. You only pay a fee when you book.
1: Yeah. So go check it out. You know, if you're an Android user, you now have access to it. Go check it out. See if it's something that works for you. I just think it's really cool. I'm glad to see that they're doing more forward motion with this, that they're getting the response they need. All right, Jay, what's in your black tank? Uh,
0: Okay. So. Am I doing something wrong at when, when we're driving down the interstate and we come up to in- entrance ramps? Like, people are oh, coming on the entrance ramp. I
1: can't have this conversation. So, on, on our
0: way here, on our way to this campsite that we are down, three times, there are three instances, and maybe this is a Carolinas thing, or maybe I'm the idiot, but three on three separate a- occasions.
1: You cannot set me up like that. I this. really
0: had to break pretty hard to allow the person coming on the on-ramp to get on, because... This, you know, this is my my philosophy when, when I'm driving in that right lane and there are on-ramps and people coming on. My philosophy has been, I keep my speed
1: mm-hmm.
0: unless they're a little bit ahead of me coming on the on-ramp and it looks like they're not slowing down. And then what happens, what ha- happened three times on our way down here yeah. was that that happened. They were ahead of me on the on-ramp and... I started slowing down to give them a little space. But at the same time, and I'm not like talking about slamming on the brakes, but I started slowing down to give them space. Then they start slowing down. And then I'm like, okay, now I'm in a situation where I do have to slam on the brakes because they're not using their darn gas pedal to fill in the empty gap. There's giant gap of space. You're coming on the on-ramp, you get up to highway speed on the on-ramp, and then you merge in the open spaces. Isn't that how it works?
1: You Am have- I crazy? This is the most animated I've ever heard you on this show. You have so many feels on this subject. It
0: feels like Oklahoma City all over again, except for here, they're not stopping. Oklahoma okay. City, they're like, they are like they pretend there's a stop sign there, and they turn their turn signal on and wait, and then they go.
1: This is what I think is happening. I don't know if you want to hear this. This is tough love. Oh I don't know if you want to hear it or oh not. Boy. I think that... What's happening is these cars are anticipating that you, the individual on the highway, are actually going to increase your speed to get ahead of them as they're coming. Now, that does not mean that that's the appropriate way that this should be handled with entrance ramp to getting onto a highway. That's not what I'm saying. I think people are so accustomed that when they're coming to an entrance ramp, that cars are not going to be good Samaritans and let them in, that they're going to floor it and get ahead. So what they're doing is they're anticipating you doing that. So they're slowing down while you're slowing down. Now everyone's slowing down. And then you're hitting the brakes so hard that when I come into this RV later, buckets have tumbled over, things have slid forward.
0: That's the thing. It it becomes a situation (laughs) where it's like – I slow down, then they slow down, then yeah. I slow down more than they slow down because, and then you, I'm like, "What do I? We're at a point where I can't speed up right. because you'll never get on if I speed up now."
1: Yeah, so I think that that is what's happening. So I'm just
0: it's, gonna, I'm just not gonna, I'm just gonna no. cruise control stays on. I just go.
1: Oh yeah. Right? God. You hit the brake so hard that I thought, "Oh well, we're about to meet our neighbor behind us because they're gonna."
0: You really, o- you really oversold this tough love. I, I'm, I mean,
1: <laughs> listen, but... I'm just saying, I but in in regards to the the normal flow of how traffic should work and the reality is that and we've experienced this we've talked about how aggressive especially in Texas Texas drivers are the minute you hit your blinker they're like oh you are not getting over and they speed up yeah. i Think and maybe this is a North Carolina, South Carolina thing. I don't know. Maybe they anticipate that there's not going to be that courtesy of you allowing them to merge in, and so they're slowing down. And now we've got two automobiles slowing down and arguing over who's going to be the nicest.
0: Right. This is (laughs) maybe it's a too nice thing. (laughs) I I, look. I feel. I I think the right thing to do, as always, you know, is to maintain your speed. And Mm -hmm. I'm this is only something that I'm talking about doing when it seems like
1: it's going to cause a problem.
0: I'm long and I want to make sure that they can get in and it's not going to be a problem if I go past because then they have to slam on.
1: There might have been a like, oh, for beep sake, like at one point because they clearly should have been the ones accelerating. Which
0: one? The first one, second one, or third one?
1: What's your fresh tank this week?
0: Uh, harvest host is my fresh tank. Speaking of this <laughs> campground that feels like a harvest host, yes. but isn't because we're paying $35 a night for it.
1: Yes, it's not a harvest um, host. Although
0: the, the the fresh tank is about the fact that harvest host people, when you stop at a harvest host location, you're generally spending a decent amount of money. Harvest host was featured in the latest issue of Forbes magazine. Hey. And the, the article is all about how members of harvest host. RVers who travel about the country have really helped a lot of businesses through the pandemic. A lot of mm-hmm. wineries and farms and and those types of places that you know that would often have tourism happening, that sort of stuff. They that they were able to have RVers come overnight and stay when they you know the hotels in their area are, are empty, mm-hmm. and those people are coming in and they say that. Harvest host members spend an average of fifty dollars on goods from the hosts they visit. So, so okay, hold <laughs> on. So we love Harvest Host, but it is not free camping.
1: No, because <laughs> so, you spend money. Okay, but here's my here's I'm I actually am pro this. Yeah. Okay, because I could spend fifty dollars a night at that Koa. Yeah. Which we did.
0: Or you can spend $50 and come back with some bottles of wine.
1: Yeah. And who's <laughs> winning in that situation? Exactly. This gal. It's a
0: fantastic thing. But Harvest hosts. we've said this many times before, it is not just don't get it for free parking.
1: I think Harvest hosts would be really, really wise to look at different ways to say the word free. I think because they... They use the word free a lot. Free overnight camping. They do. I think that Uh, that hurts them. And I don't think they're trying to be deceitful or anything because in a way it is free. You couldn't stay there if you weren't a member. And they
0: usually follow that up. They're very clear that they expect you to spend money at these places.
1: Yes. But again, look, I'll just say it. Their ads that pop up yeah, across yeah, social yeah, media don't say yeah. free overnight camping and then tiny little print. Except uh, for the fact that you got to buy something. Well, the, the
0: sign-up process, they say- they, The sign-up process. They say, we want you to patronize the business. Anyway. Right.
1: And people, you know, people need to read everything before they join something. This, this is a give and take. I'm just saying that I think the use of- I'm not saying that Harvest Hosts is doing anything deceitful or nefarious or anything like that. I'm suggesting- Finding a different yeah. word instead well, of free because of the what that word yes. means to people.
0: They do, yes, I totally agree. But they they do understand that this can't work if people don't spend money, and that and that's for the sure. Thing that's. Like no if you use it, it will it will go away if you don't spend money at these places. Right. So definitely patronize any business that is giving you. You stop at a Walmart overnight, go buy something in that Walmart.
1: Yeah, but when you stop at the <laughs> no. I'm going to say go to the Harvest Hosts before you go to the Walmart because when you go to the Harvest Hosts, most often what's happening is you are giving your money to a small business. Exactly. Exactly. And
0: And that's what this article was all about is that... these small businesses yes. were really supported by Harvest right. Host members over the course of the last year.
1: And as a small business myself, I know how much a dollar means. And I think that the small business is the backbone of this country. And so, you know, spending a $100 or whatever for this membership, because they just, you know, went up, I think it's $99 now, spending that and then going and, you know, giving your hard-earned money to these small businesses is just a really important circle of how we need to operate in this country when it comes to goods and so you know i would encourage harvest hosts to explore other words that are like free but not the word free (laughs) and at the same time i would encourage you that if you want to do overnight stops this is a great option if you can do it to help small business
0: the bottom line of this forbes article was that $25 $25 million were spent by Harvest Host members
1: That's awesome. on,
0: at small businesses in 2020, and they project in 2021 for it to be $40 million. Listen,
1: I feel like today, if we were going to wake up to some donkeys, I really wish I had been waking up with like, you know, from a farm with <laughs> some fresh some, eggs. Like, cheeses you can cheese buy them. and eggs. So and, maybe a bottle yeah. of wine, you know, instead just donkeys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shall we wrap this episode up with a brain teaser? Yes.
1: I picked the brain teaser. I haven't this week. even read
0: this one. I don't even know what it says, but I'm gonna so, say it like I know it.
1: Look, I gotta preface this brain teaser though. Okay? Oh boy. There's two things that have been happening in my world right now, which is why this brain teaser spoke to me. Um, I've been reading a lot of detective <laughs> <laughs> mysteries. <laughs> I'm currently in an audiobook that's thirty one hours long. And we've also been watching uh the falcon in the winter soldier so we've been watching some excellent ending
0: oh, to that oh
1: so satisfying so when this brain teaser came across um i thought oh well this is i love it okay all right here we go here we go
0: galaxy detective <laughs> well there we go <laughs> galaxy detective superstar was on a case that's his name galaxy detective superstar
1: yeah.
0: that is that's a name <laughs> that's that's a name there Galaxy Detective Superstar was on a case. A spaceship was lost. Her partner, Galaxy Junior Detective Bright Star.
1: You assumed it was a dude.
0: I did. And I it's a did, lady. and it was a woman.
1: It's a lady. Her
0: partner, Galaxy Junior Detective Bright Star, <laughs> gave her a piece of paper. This was the location of the lost spaceship. This is what this slip had scribbled on it. Juice? Umbrella? Potato, ice, tomato, elephant, rice. Where is the spaceship? I'm not reading that all again. You can rewind if you want to hear it again. Where is the spaceship? I don't know. I don't know what's the answer. We'll have the answer to that and a whole lot more on next week's episode of the RV Miles podcast.
1: Yes, we will. And as we ask every single week, if you are enjoying RV Miles, would you please? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> would you please be a Galaxy Superstar what? and head over to Apple Podcasts and leave RV Miles a five-star review? Your five-star review has helped put us in front of thousands of more listeners. I, I don't know
0: if I'd be doing a review request after this. I think it would-
1: <laughs> You don't got to write anything, but you can be a Galaxy oh, Superstar, why? too rv miles is also all across the galaxy known as social media you can find us on facebook instagram TikTok, and youtube and if you have not joined the rv miles facebook group we would love to connect with you over there they are the nicest group of people and jason and i try to pop in every single day so it's a great way also to reach out to us if you need to get a hold of us If you have suggestions for an upcoming topic or you just want to talk to us about something we have covered in the past, find us there or at editor at rvmiles.com. But until next week, stay safe, happy travels, and keep logging. Ooh, I just knocked my mic off. (laughs) And keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody. You are the junior to my super galaxy.